This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany. <laughs> hey. Hi. Okay, today's weird, so y'all just brace yourselves. We're in good moods. I know that's a rarity. I know. <laughs> but here it is. Hi. Hi. And no, we're not on drugs. Not not right now, not currently. No. No. Might be a little high off the hump day treat. Yeah, because uh, it's, it's hump, hump day. day. Okay, that was so bad. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of had fun with that one. I don't know what it was, but I had fun with it. She's still dancing. Yeah. This week's hump day treat is brought to you by Brittany um, Gwetzky. Here's truly. <laughs> Um, first things first, though, it's mm. episode 79, oh, Mardi yeah. Gras. So we, we should say that before we introduce them. Yeah, because then it would make more sense. Mm-hmm. Because I like a good theme. We do love good mm-hmm. themes. So this week, because, um, because it's Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. Actually, when this episode comes out. Like it, yesterday was Fat Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is our Mardi Gras episode. And, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. I had a hump day treat fiasco because what else is new? (laughs) So I had a plan. true. And the plan didn't work. So I went with plan B and plan C all wrapped into one. I like all the plans. So I went to my neighborhood bougie Berkshires. And I got a little baby mini king cake, which I didn't have super high hopes for being a store-bought king cake. Right. But y'all, this is like, it is delicious. It's It's like like a a, giant cinnamon roll. Yes. It's filled with cinnamon rolly goodness. It's delicious. Super sweet because, I mean, that's what they are. Mm -hmm. But um, it's really good. It, It legit tastes like a cinnamon roll. 10 out of 10. And then I got <laughs> a bottle of Stella Rosa, Stella Berry. Yes. Because it was the most Mardi Gras looking <laughs> bottle in the entire store. The top has purple and gold. It counts. And it has a crown on it. Yes. So all the things. Mm-hmm. So we did that. And then my other part. <laughs> my favorite. So there's this restaurant and it's like a Shreveport Bossier staple called Ralph and Kaku's. It's like a Cajun seafood restaurant. Delicious. They have an appetizer sampler called the Louisiana Trio. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we got. We like trios. <laughs> samplers in samplers. Because I did one too. Come get your friend. <laughs> oh my God. You dirty minded <laughs> filthy slut. What? <laughs> <sighs> well, now that I've been berated, <laughs> my own podcast. In the in the sampler, <laughs> there is fried crawfish shells, fried shrimp, and fried alligator mm-hmm. because Louisianians That's like what we do. We like fried things, and it's all delicious. Yeah. So good. We because of course we sampled the sampler, and then it came with some bonus hush puppies and rolls. I didn't even know we were getting those. Yeah, 
Thank I'm you here for, for that. that because they were, <laughs> they were still warm. They were the rolls were still warm, and there was this like garlic oh. butter deliciousness on top that was like melted into the, the outside bread. was a little crunchy. The inside was just <sighs> it was perfectly, so good. Oh, oh, and y'all, this fried alligator is legit the best fried alligator I've ever had. Probably yes. It there's no fishy taste to it. Mm-mm. It's not squishy. It's, it's not tough. You just bite right through it like you would a chicken nugget, really. It just like Yeah. Yeah. But better. So oh yeah, better. <laughs> so good. So um yeah, go to Bougie Brookshire's and get a king cake and then go to Ralph and Kaku's and get you a Louisiana Everything that they have. Trio sampler. Yeah. Do that. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's it. That's all the hump Danis. Yeah. If you want to see it, go to the socials. Oh, yeah. Do that. There's pictures. There's pictures and trivia and shenanigans. And <laughs> we are quite fond of the shenanigans. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we do love shenanigans. So Obviously. you can check out all that. Uh, make sure you give us a follow on the page. So, you know, just in case we ever want to shout you out or something. To we, keep we up can. With it. Yeah. You know, you want to see our smiling faces and beautiful logo every day. Every day. Yeah. I like it. And, you know, since we haven't said it at the top in a long time, rate and review us because that's cool. Oh, yeah. That, that is really cool. We and do it, like it when you do that. It helps people find us. Even if you've been listening for a while and you still haven't done it yet, now's your chance. Yeah. Do it. Do it now. You. Right now. We'll pause. <laughs> do, 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 do. And we're back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 Thank you guys for doing that. <laughs> and now onto the show. <laughs> Quite the show we have here today because as we had a mod podge of humday treats, we also have a mod podge of stories to tell you yeah, today. <laughs> because believe it or not, Mardi Gras what? crimes was kind of difficult. It was pretty sparse. There was not a lot to choose from. Yeah. Which- at all. I'm Which shocked. tells you they're keeping that shit hush-hush because you know stuff mm-hmm. goes down for real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going down for real. Yeah. <laughs> and this is why we're podcasters and not musicians. Uh, <laughs> Anywho. Uh-huh. I've got three three stories to tell. Ooh, okay. One <gasps> is... Too. Look at that! <gasps> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Sorry, Brad. Okay, so first I'm going to tell you what Mardi Gras is. Okay. a little synopsis. Okay. Then I'm going to get into my case. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit of the history about the place where my case takes place. Oh. Did all that make sense? Yeah. I'm (laughs) really... Drink more. Okay. I'm going to sit over here and drink, and I'm ready to hear about all of your places. <laughs> it's what I was trying to say. Okay. But I'm going to drink and uh, okay, eat yeah. some more alligator mm-hmm. while you talk about dead people. All right, cool. Okay. So, Mardi Gras is a Christian holiday and pop culture phenomenon that dates back thousands of years to pagan spring and fertility rites including the ruckus Roman festivals, the Saturnalia, and Lupercalia. Yeah. Also known as Carnival or Carnival. Yeah. It's celebrated in many countries around the world, mainly those with large Roman Catholic populations. 
Mardi Gras is traditionally celebrated on Fat Tuesday. Mardi is the French word for Tuesday, and gras means fat. (laughs) It's the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent. The 40 days of fasting and penance between Ash Wednesday and Easter Sunday. That's what Lent is for those of you that aren't Catholic. Yeah. In many areas, Mardi Gras has evolved into a week-long festival. Brazil, Venice, and New Orleans host some of the holiday's most famous public festivities, drawing thousands of tourists every year. So I got two pictures for you off the top here. Okay. The first one says parade. So go look at parade. And this is just a picture of a Mardi Gras gathering. It's like a marching band or crew members getting ready. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the onlookers. And then the next one says carnival. And this is in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Oh, yeah. So there. I would love to go to Rio. For carnival. Yeah, that would be so cool. Oh my gosh. But you see the similarities just by looking at those two pictures with all the costumes and parade festivities. Oh, if you've never been, the energy is so... Intoxicating. Intoxicating, contagious. I mean, the vibe is just up there. It's fun. I enjoy it. As long as you don't get around, like, assholes. As long as I'm intoxicated. <laughs> yeah. If I'm at the a big, lot of people. If I'm at the bigger parades, I have to be under the influence because that's a lot of people for my anxiety. And it's not it's not the nice people. And even the nice people are, they, they're hood. They want them beads and then plastic cups with stock I mean, in their cabinets. True. People get rude over them you know, cups, like we're y'all. All, we're all standing around a couple of minutes, you know, about 30 minutes before the parade starts. Everybody starts officially getting their spots, and everybody's nice and friendly. But as the parade starts rolling, you start kind of elbowing your way and, like, you know, claiming your spot and be like, all right, I'm telling up y'all the competition next right to now. You. I'm telling y'all right now. <laughs> Karen will knock your ass down <laughs> yes, for will. some fucking cups. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> The cups are like the master prize. Mm-hmm. So we go to a smaller parade. It's more of a neighborhood parade. Um, so that's the one we go to. Yeah. Since we got it's, kids and stuff. It's safer for the kiddos. And they yeah. throw some bomb ass shit. Y'all, they be throwing ramen noodles, hot moon dogs, pies. moon pies. Like, yeah. All kinds of good shit. Badass stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's that. That's that. Okay, let's back. Let's get back on the back to the story. <laughs> the first American Mardi Gras took place on March third, sixteen ninety nine, when French explorers Pierre Lemoyne, D'Iberville, yeah, and Chour de Bienville, okay, yeah, <laughs> landed near New Orleans. They held a small celebration and dubbed their landing spot Point du Mardi Gras. In the decades that followed, New Orleans and other French settlements began marking the holiday with street parties, masked balls, and lavish dinners. When the Spanish took control of New Orleans, however, they abolished these rowdy rituals, and the bans remained in force until Louisiana became a U.S. state in 1812. So I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. But Mardi Gras was outlawed for a while. Wow. Lame. (laughs) Rude. (laughs) Right? On Mardi Gras in 1827, a group of students wore colorful costumes and danced through the streets of New Orleans, imitating the revelry they'd witnessed while in Paris. Ooh. (laughs) Amanda's dancing. I'm tempted to pull up my phone. Ten years later, the first recorded... (laughs) 
fuck around and find out, girl. Don't you dare. <laughs> I will find the Spice Girl car video. You're grounded. Go to your room. <laughs> Go to your room. <laughs> Ten years later, the first recorded New Orleans Mardi Gras parade took place. A tradition that continues to this day. I have a vintage parade Ooh. picture. If y'all want to go look at that. It Definitely. says vintage parade. Oh, okay. Look at this float. <gasps> and how ridiculous the crowds were even back then. Look at that. Oh, my God. Look that, at that float. That is insane. Wow. Very elaborate. And they got, it looks like a little soldier sitting there yeah. at the edge. I wonder if he was like on the float or was he just mad chilling? It looks like he's riding on the edge of it. <laughs> Security. <laughs> Security. Security. <laughs> In uh, 1857, a secret society of New Orleans businessmen called the Mystic Crew of Comus yeah. organized a torch-lit Mardi Gras parade with marching bands and rolling floats, setting the tone for future public celebrations in the city. Since then, crews have remained a fixture of the carnival scene throughout Louisiana. Rex, one of the yes. oldest Mardi Gras crews, has been participating in parades since 1872 and established purple, gold, and green as the iconic Mardi Gras colors. Yes. Other lasting customs include throwing beads and other trinkets, wearing masks, and decorating floats, and eating king cake. Um, yes. So, I have a picture of a float. Okay. And it's, it's this float. He's pretty elaborate. This is a That's butterfly a king, I think. Sure. I just thought it was quirky as hell, and I was like, here, here we go. I'm, <laughs> I'm loving here all of for it. it. And the flowers and stuff on the back of it. Oh, Yeah. yeah. It's a sight. Is he the fairy king? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. He's got a Lord Farquaad hair going on. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have a picture of a king cake. I mean, you'll see our picture, but here's another one. Hmm. It looks lovely, huh? It looks good. I like it when they fill it with stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like, um, like the blueberries and cream. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Definitely. Yep. Where was we at? Right here. Okay. <laughs> Louisiana is the only state in which Mardi Gras is a legal holiday. Mm-hmm. Because we're special. Yeah. However, elaborate carnival festivities draw crowds in other parts of the United States during the Mardi Gras season as well, including Alabama and Mississippi. Each region has its own events and traditions. But they're not as good as us. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure your state has a lovely Mardi Gras. (laughs) But we do it better. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) So. So. That's what Mardi Gras is. (laughs) That is Mardi Gras. (laughs) like, what? (laughs) Okay, so. Now we're going to move on to my case. Okay. Which I found probably 40,000 articles. Every one of them was exactly the same. Oh my God, that's so frustrating. Yes. I maybe, I maybe found like three or four tops. Okay. Okay. My case is about the murder at Mardi Gras World. Mm. And there were two men shot dead in the parking lot outside of New Orleans event space, Mardi Gras World, in 2014. They were identified by authorities as police continued their investigation into the Fat Tuesday killings that happened after a rap concert. Ooh. 
So I have a picture of what concerts at this venue look like. I don't know. This isn't necessarily the concert they were at. (gasps) I want to go. But that place is huge and it gets packed. I want to be up on the balcony, though. Not me. I'm not trying to get pushed off. (laughs) Yeah, but people be getting hype. That's true. That is true. And I fall. I'm accident prone. But <laughs> and top heavy. I'm accident know, prone and top heavy. Time. I will topple over. Look, last time we went to a concert and we stood in the front, we were right by the speakers. I couldn't hear for like two days. Calm down, Mama. Shut your <laughs> face. Calm down. And Brittany is no longer with us. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Fine. Here we go. Back to back to seriousness. Okay. Kendrell Fields, 29, was found dead in the parking lot after a shooting around 11.15, according to the Orleans Parish Coroner's Office. Mm. Deron Hitchens, 25, was found dead in a silver Toyota nearby. So I have a picture of Kendrell and Deron. So, Kendrell, this is the, I got their pictures from their obituaries because there wasn't really a lot of pictures. Oh, damn. So, that's Kendrell. Oh. And there's Duran. Damn. And I couldn't find a lot about them. I know. But, I mean, no, they're not bad photos. Just, yeah. It was just kind of lame that I couldn't find very much, but... Both men suffered multiple gunshot wounds and were pronounced dead on the scene. I have a picture of the scene. You can't really see much, but it's it just shows where the police officers have everything roped off out in the parking okay. lot. Oh, my goodness. Yikes. Okay. The men were killed after a separate shooting inside the event space earlier in the night around 1028 p.m. Wait, what? Yeah. So, a man, like, roughly 45 minutes before, was shot inside the concert space in the shoulder. What the fuck? Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe they um, should invest in some metal detectors. Something. We're like gonna, the, yeah, we'll talk shit. a little bit more about their security. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Atlanta rapper Rich Homie Kwan. Ooh. <laughs> I sound so white when I say that. I don't know, but I need to sample the music. Steven, what you got? Smooth operator. I drop top of my wheel, man. That con driving make you feel some type of way. So Rich Homie Kwan performed that evening, but it wasn't confirmed whether he was on stage when the 25-year-old man was shot in the shoulder. Okay. I have a picture. All right. Rich Homie Kwan. We'll, we'll see. Oh, yes. Bruh. He got that bling. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I... For sure. <laughs> I was trying to be like white hood, but it didn't. <laughs> we white white. <laughs> We're not it's white like, hood. We're white it's white. Like, it came out like country girl. I don't know. It's, it's all bad. It didn't work. It's all bad. It didn't work. Police say that the two shootings were unrelated, the one inside and the one outside. They don't think we're related. Oh, okay. Police Hmm. recovered a handgun and found multiple bullet casings on the scene at 1380 Port of New Orleans Place on the riverfront. Several cars nearby were damaged by stray bullets, but no one else was harmed in the shooting. 
you know, I forgot where we were for a moment, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, this is New Orleans. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, everybody got guns. Uh huh. Okay. A man outside of the crime scene sat slumped against a wall on mm. the nearby Ernest N. Memorial Convention Center oh. before midnight, crying. They took my baby. They took my son. He said. So oh. I'm. I'm assuming it was Kendrell's father. Hitchens' oh. grandmother, Viola Gauman, arrived at the scene after she got the news that something happened at the concert her grandson attended. Oh, shit. He wasn't the kind of person to get into this fussing and fighting, she told a reporter. Mm. The identity of the third shooting victim who was treated at the hospital was not released. So I don't know what the name of the guy that, that he got shot inside was. Because he was just shot in the shoulder, yeah. correct? Okay. According to a brief police report, an unidentified man walked up to the 25-year-old and pointed a gun to his head. Police said the man swatted at the weapon, and then it went off, hitting him in the shoulder. Oh, my God. Yeah. Who the fuck does that? I don't know. Wow. Just in the middle of a crowd. Fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) He probably looked at his girlfriend or something. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, get this, though. Okay. It was not the first time gunfire rang out at one of Quan's shows. Shocker. In December 2013, a 24-year-old Ohio man was fatally shot inside a Columbus area bar where the hip-hop star was performing, forcing Quan off the stage. Oh, wow. In January 2014, at least two people were injured outside of a music venue. Venue. <laughs> outside of a music venue in Missouri where Quan... <laughs> Where Quan was performing. That was so bad. <laughs> I just didn't know if you were going British for a moment or if you were. I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> Apparently, I record better when I'm grumpy. No, this is way more funner. <laughs> way more funner. Yeah. So, December 2013, somebody got shot. Mm. January 2014, somebody got shot. And then here we are in February. 2014. But y'all calm the fuck down. It's a music event. You're there to have well, fun. It's making me never want to hear Rich Homie Quan. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> I'm afraid. I ain't going. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> the event producer, Ampersand. All right. Hired at least. <laughs> Get it together. The event producer, like I was laughing when I was writing this. Okay. The event producer, Ampersand, hired at least 12 Harbor police officers, four New Orleans police officers, and 25 private security guards to work the event, said Paul Zimmerman, director of operations for the Port of New Orleans. All right. He said guards typically check guests for weapons as they enter such events, but he was not sure about this event in particular. Of course he wasn't sure because something bad happened. Yeah. <laughs> NOPD spokesman Officer Frank Robertson III oh, okay. said there were no NOPD officers working off-duty details at Mardi Gras World. Oh, good. So somebody, somebody lying about something. Uh-huh. The shooting came at the end of what police described as a day of peaceful Mardi Gras celebration. Yeah. So apparently it was... The they had a the storm. yeah, they had a good celebration day, and then folks got shot at the concert. Great. Four years after the shooting, police arrested 35 year old Michael Angeletta, charging him with second degree murder. Yeah, and I have a picture of Michael Angeletta. Actually, I have two: one with him with a beard, and one without the beard. Oh, good. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Hello, tattoos, though. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> there he is. I prefer him with beard. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither, but since the pictures are side by side, of course, I had to compare. Yes. Police haven't said what led them to name Angeletta as a suspect. Officials said at the time the shooting didn't appear to be random. Mm-hmm. But I can't find where they connected I, it, how they connected it. Damn it! I know. It's aggravating. Okay. Police at one point questioned 31-year-old Brandon Alexander as a person of interest in the 2014 killings, but investigators said he was not considered a suspect. He was never arrested or charged in connection with the double murder. Alexander was later charged. Okay, this is like all fucked up. He was later charged with second degree murder in the May 15th, 2017 shooting of Hitchens' brother, Dwayne Hitchens Jr. Wait a minute. So they suspected Brandon Alexander in this Mardi Gras murders thing. Yeah. But he, it wasn't but him. But it wasn't him. But and in 2017, the- he killed one of the victim's brothers. Hmm. And hmm. that trial is set for November 26th. This year? Yes. Shut the fuck up. I'm going to have to keep track of that one. Yeah. Because I want to know if that was a coincidence or if that was on purpose. Ah! Yeah. That's weird. Hmm. Okay. So, that was my case. Oh, shit. That was good. <laughs> Sorry. That was crazy. I, um, I didn't have a lot of deets. Y'all are more well, than welcome it's to deep dive. <laughs> it's ongoing. So, um, well, yeah, we'll have to. There's a solved. Well, apparently. the trial or yeah. whatever. So I want to know what he gets. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, yeah, that's pretty much what every article in the world says about it. But you're more than welcome to try to find more. <laughs> you find anything different. Let me it. know. <laughs> so, Mardi Gras world, where the shooting took place. Okay. Apparently, this is a thing. And yeah, I've driven past it. I, If I have, I didn't know. Oh, okay. Well, I just remember seeing the sign. I was like, what? There's so, a place? We need to go here. Yes. And I'm about to tell you why. Okay. The early days of what has grown into Kern Studios, or Mardi Gras World, started with Roy Kern, a local artist-turned-sign-painter who worked his way through the Depression by painting names and signs on the bows of freighters and barges. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He had a job during the Depression. That's pretty badass. Get it, Roy. Roy and his son, Blaine, built their first Mardi Gras float together on the back of a mule-drawn wagon in 1932. That's awesome. Yeah. Blaine's mother fell ill, and he was unable to pay his mother's medical bills. So Blaine offered to paint a mural in the hospital, which caught the eye of a surgeon who was also the captain of a Mardi Gras crew. Hell yeah. This captain invited Blaine to design and build floats for his crew, and Kern Studios was officially founded in 1947. Before long, Blaine became the city's leading parade designer and builder. That is so cool. Yeah. I want that job. Yeah. Blaine traveled throughout Europe to apprentice under the world's leading float and costume makers. Hell yes. During several trips to Italy, France, and Spain, (gasps) Blaine became inspired by the extravagant concepts and animation of the European style of float building. Okay, I definitely want that job. (laughs) Yeah. He brought these ideas to New Orleans and developed the monumental scale and lavish decoration of today's Mardi Gras floats. Y'all saw how extra those can be. Uh, yes. 
Beautiful. Lang Kern was instrumental in the formative years of some of New Orleans' biggest parades and super crews and is still known as Mr. Mardi Gras. Thank you, Blaine. After many requests for private tours of Kern Studios from people wanting a sneak peek of Mardi Gras, the mm-hmm. Kerns decided to open up the working studio to the public. Yes. So I have a picture of what it looks inside and outside. Okay. Let's look at outside first. Okay. So here's the entrance to Mardi Gras World. Yeah. It's got flying monkeys outside. How could you not see that? (laughs) I'm selfie with the flying monkeys, just saying. Um, yeah, and the mermaid. Mm -hmm. Here for that shit. Mm -hmm. Merman. Mer, sorry. (laughs) Merman. Merking. (laughs) And then let's look inside. And this is like a showroom of the floats. That is so cool. Yeah. I'm walking around with a drink. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, we have to go get hand grenades again. Hand grenades and Mardi Gras World. Here for that shit. Yes. In 1984, Mardi Gras World was created as a tourist attraction to provide visitors a behind-the-scenes look of their work. The attraction draws hundreds of thousands of visitors from all over the world each year. And we're going next. Yes, we are. Yeah. That's very doable. Mm-hmm. We can totes go to Mardi Gras We can World. totes go. Not that far away. Mm-mm. All right. So that was good. That's my segment. <laughs> Ta da! <laughs> Magical. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Let's get to mine. I, I have three as well. Uh, my last two are a little funny. I'm going to have a bite of king cake and a drink of wine. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. All righty, Rue. <laughs> Let's do this. My turn. Okay. So, did you know they used to have Mardi Gras in Seattle? No, but I'm here for that. Keyword used to. <laughs> I picked up on that. Yeah, I'm about to tell you why they don't anymore. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, on February 27th, 2001, in Seattle's Pioneer Square... Fat Tuesday revelers turned violent, killing one man and injuring 71 others. Oh, my fuck. (laughs) 21 people were arrested, including eight for weapons violations and assault. Oh, my. That's a lot of people. That is a lot. Oh, my. So, Fat Tuesday had been planned by businesses on Pioneer Square to celebrate Mardi Gras. Approximately 2,000 unruly partiers caused trouble beginning early Saturday morning, February 24th, as bars began to close. 50 police officers were called in to subdue bottle and rock throwing that erupted at about 1 a.m. What good is that going to do? Two were arrested and six officers were injured. Oh, my God. On Saturday night, 120 officers were standing by for trouble at about 1 a.m., Again, police arrested a man suspected of waving a gun, and a crowd of about 2,000 began throwing rocks, bottles, and fireworks. Oh, my gosh. Seattle, get it together. Oh, yeah. I mean, this riot was a, it was a huge deal. Oh, my God. It, it's a thing. Officers dispersed the crowd and suffered four injuries, including a broken arm. Six were arrested, and a woman was hit by a car. What the fuck? <laughs> Over two nights of trouble, six businesses reported damage, and one store was looted. 
On Sunday and Monday evenings, police deployed, but there were no serious problems. You know, the partiers filled the streets, jumped on cars and made noise, but nothing serious. <laughs> I do have a photo, though. Okay. You know, if you noticed the caption. I, I did. <laughs> Look at me. I'm on a car. Y'all. Look at him. He's on a car. Wow, you're so oh cool. Oh, my God. See, this is why Mardi Gras just needs to stay here. <laughs> the rest of the country can't handle it. Yeah, like, we don't do this kind of stuff, okay? <laughs> we just shoot people at concerts. <laughs> I mean, uh, we didn't enter 71. That's true. Well, calm down, Seattle. That we know of. I don't know. <laughs> on Tuesday evening, the climax of, fi- of Fat Tuesday... 350 officers were deployed and more than 4,000 people gathered in Pioneer Square. Bands of youths indiscriminately set upon individuals, beating them. One car Teenagers was... Teenagers scared the living <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's perfect. Oh, my God. Exactly. <laughs> One car was turned over and set on fire. Police Chief Gil... Kurlikowski. There you go. Called the crowd incredibly assaultive. <laughs> Apparently, Gil. <laughs> Apparently. He further said, it's hard to believe that it could turn so ugly and violent, says the Seattle Times. Hmm. One man, 20-year-old Christopher Kahn of Kent, died of injuries from such an attack. Um, Let's <sighs> go look at a picture of Chris. Okay. With a K. Chris with a K. Chris with a K. Chris with a K has signature 2001 <laughs> frosted tips on yes, his perfectly gelled up hair. With the polo. And the beads. Yeah, he's wearing beads, but not like... Not, not Mardi like Gras beads. Mardi Gras beads. This is like puka shell necklace beads. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. Sir, sir. It's fine. Your 2000s are showing. <laughs> hey, he was in style then. Oh, gosh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it kind of is, because Christopher never knew what hit him. Jostling with close friends in the increasingly violent crowd at Mardi Gras in Pioneer Square on a Tuesday night, he saw a young woman knocked to the pavement by a group of violent attackers. He bent over to help her to her feet, fearing she would be trampled. That's when someone from behind smashed a bottle into the back of his head. Oh my gosh. He crumpled to the pavement unconscious. Several attackers set upon him wildly, kicking him in the head before moving on. Why? What the fuck? <clears throat> we'll get to it. Um, his trip to Pioneer Square began as he met up with eight other friends, including his close pals Joe Dahl, Matson, and Oak Bolter Mayer. That's quite a name. Oak. His name is Oak. Oak. I don't know. White boys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, his dad said, when you're in your early 20s and you know there's a fun place to be that women are taking their tops off and you have raging hormones, you have a draw to go down there. I think young kids think about the risks, but I think they think that they're invincible at that age. Yes, they do. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Chris loved music, especially West Coast Thrasher Punk. Get it. He tattooed the logo of his favorite group, MXPX, on his shoulder. He moved in with buddies in the house in Auburn, and he went to Seattle to see all-ages concerts as often as he could. But as familiar as they may have been with Pioneer Square, there was no comparison to Tuesday night. 
and it got ugly fast, his friend said. We were in our own little group, and fighting was breaking out everywhere, Matson said. I saw a girl pulled her pulled around by her hair until she was knocked oh down gosh. and somebody was kicking her. It was disgusting. A whole group of people beating up on one person. Chris tried to help Matson and the other one. Oak. <laughs> Oak. Yeah, there you go. Tried to help someone else. Suddenly the women heard hysterical screams. Matson pushed through the crowd and looked down. At first, um, she didn't recognize the man laying on the street. He, <laughs> that's supposed to be he. <laughs> Um, <laughs> then someone turned him over and propped up his head and it was Chris. Uh, all the ruckus made it impossible for an aid crew to get to the scene. It was again, there's a thing about 1 a.m. at this spot. I don't know what it is, but people decide to go crazy at one o'clock. Apparently mm. it was during the height of the Mardi Gras frenzy. Police later said they were being assaulted by the crowd, which was catapulting bottles and other debris at them. The fire department said it couldn't respond directly to rescue Chris because the scene couldn't be secured by police. Yeah. So his friends decided to pick him up and move him themselves. All these cops on bikes came and made us all stand back, and it was at 1.15 a.m. A few off-duty firefighters arrived and helped carry Kim to a nearby police car. The police sergeant drove him to the Seattle Fire Department headquarters, and then an ambulance took him to the Harborview Medical Center. At 1.44, according to police reports, by this time, his father got to the hospital, um, and his first son was all but brain dead. Oh, my gosh. The doctors told him that there was little chance his boy would ever gain consciousness, but by dawn, medicine had relieved the swelling in Chris's brain. His eyes did move, and he seemed to be fighting with the ventilator, but um, they said that there was no hope, and they pronounced him dead at 7.21. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Witnesses said the man who hit Chris from behind was black, that he may have been part of a roving group of young black men and women who police say attack, attacked many white partygoers in the crowd. So they're saying it was a racial thing. 17-year-old mm. Jarrell Thomas was arrested and found guilty of second-degree murder November of that year. I have a photo of Jarrell. Okay. 17. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And he's not the only one that he got in trouble for. He, that wasn't his only charge for that night. Oh, my goodness. Okay. He was spotted in footage from news crews attacking several people. One juror said uh, deciding to convict the teen of second-degree murder for his death and two counts of second-degree assault was very cut and dried. Oh, my goodness. And this is why Mayor Paul Shell declared there will be no more Fat Tuesday in Seattle. No Quote, shit. unquote. Because your people can't handle their liquor. No, obviously not. Um, so there's my case. That's awful. <laughs> totally awful, awful, but I'm about to bring it back up. <laughs> because. Okay. I mean, a hush puppy. In the search for my case, I found some um, <laughs> hilarious arrests that I just could not pass up. Are you ready for those? Of course. All right. Well, the first one comes directly from the Slidell Police Department Facebook page <laughs> from February 16th of 2015. The caption, some people just can't handle Mardi Gras. <laughs> Apparently. Two men destroy restrooms in three different bars. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
destroying restrooms inside of three different Slidell bars landed two out-of-town Mardi Gras partygoers in jail over the weekend. Slidell police arrested 26-year-old Larry Northcutt from Wood River, Illinois, and 29-year-old Tyler Flanagan from East Alton, Illinois, with three counts of criminal damage and for disturbing the peace by public intoxication. Do you know how hard that is to do in Louisiana? <laughs> it's extremely hard. It During Mardi Gras. During Mardi Gras. Well, okay. <laughs> wow. Um, let's go look at these two little hotties, shall we? I don't know. You're scaring me. It says hotties. Ma'am. Ma'am. Mm-hmm. Ma'am. <laughs> Ma'am. Hey, I like their t-shirts. So one, Mr. Tyler Flanagan is wearing a Mardi Gras t-shirt that he no doubt bought from one of those little souvenir stands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And Mr. Larry Northcutt, who somebody must have told him to say cheese or something because that looks like a (laughs) kindergarten picture smile. (laughs) (laughs) He is wearing what is most definitely a Halloween shirt. Oh, yeah. Jack-o'-lanterns and um, spider webs and bats and stuff made I into like a the skull. Shirt. I would wear that shirt. Yeah. But yeah, that um, that's unfortunate, fellas. <laughs> it's like he's sitting there smiling. Mm-hmm. Do I smile? Do I not smile? I'll just say I have a smile. Mm-hmm. It looks like one of those kindergarten picture smiles, <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so early Sunday morning, February 15th at approximately 1.40 a.m., Slidell police were dispatched to Old Town Tavern after the manager observed Northcutt and Flanagan ripping soap dispensers, toilet paper dispensers, and paper towel dispensers off the walls. They got a thing against dispensers. What's the point of that? I don't understand. (laughs) The duo also destroyed urinals in the process of their drunken state of mind. Part of their criminal act was also caught on surveillance video. There is video, but you have to download the Dropbox Dropbox app to see it. Mm-hmm. Nah, I just didn't feel like putting that much effort into it. But I have the link if y'all want. They to got see cameras it. in the bathroom. <laughs> um, that's not cool. That's a little concerning. <laughs> yeah, where did the surveillance video come from? Mm, was it? For, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Oh, I no. haven't watched it, so I'm no, not really okay. sure. Why are there cameras in the bathroom? I don't know, and I'm scared. All right. <laughs> Slidell police officers located Northcutt and Flanagan in the Old Town area and placed them under arrest. It was discovered that two intoxicated subjects destroyed the restrooms at Time Out Lounge and Heidelberg's Bar. God. Both subjects were transported to the Slidell City Jail but refused to give officers their names and continued to be belligerent to officers and their fellow inmates. Did they get their ass whooped? Probably not. Approximately 24 hours later, Northcutt and Flanagan came to their senses and began to cooperate. Apparently, they sobered up a little bit. They finally gave them their names, and corrections officers were finally able to complete the booking process. Wow. (laughs) Okay. That's insane. You people. (laughs) This one's not Mardi Gras related, but it was so funny. It happened in Louisiana, so... It's um it counts. It's from a website called like the first link I found to it was called In Your State, I think. Oh, okay. So that's a nifty little website. I saved that one. There's all kinds of crap. <laughs> 
All right, so this one happened in Lafayette uh, October 16th, 2014, and it was reported by the WDSU News in New Orleans. A man clad in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle mask (laughs) and armed with a stick wrapped in plastic was arrested in Lafayette convenience store robbery Thursday morning, police said. Oh, gosh. The robbery happened at about 6 a.m. in the 400 block of East University Avenue at a Rite Aid. (laughs) (laughs) According to a a news release from the Lafayette Police Department, 18-year-old LaCorian Detron Turner entered the store wearing a Ninja Turtle mask and carrying a stick wrapped in plastic. The employee told investigators the weapon was first believed to have been a gun in a plastic bag. Oh, my gosh. It wasn't clear on the mask which member of the heroes in a half shell the robber was since (laughs) a colored bandana couldn't be seen in the release photo from police. I have a photo. That is fantastic. It says, I'm a ninja. Okay, let's see. Let's see. There you go. Yep, he's he's sans bandana. There's no bandana. Do you see the stick? I see the stick. I see the stick. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Sir, your stick. I have a stick. <laughs> I'm not afraid to use it. That's how Ashton would rob a Rite Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. <laughs> so, regardless... Turtle power didn't help in the incident. (laughs) The suspect went behind the counter and attempted to open the register, but was unsuccessful. The robber was able to steal two wallets from beneath the counter and fled. Shortly thereafter, officers found Turner in in the 1000 block of Johnson Street in possession of the plastic wrapped (laughs) stick, and the wallets were found nearby. Turner was arrested on a charge of first-degree robbery. Police said the investigation is ongoing. Uh, you you caught him, but uh, you yeah, still investigating. I don't really know. All um, right, but there well. you go. <laughs> Turtle power. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hey, don't play because I I used to watch it. It's on Ashton's playlist. I've got four different versions of Ninja Turtle songs plus the Vanilla Ice Ninja Turtles. Ninja, I'm ninja, about, rap. I'm, go, I'm about to go, age myself. Go, go, what? So, in fourth grade, in Miss Johnson's class, we had to do like little group skits, and there was a group of boys, and they sang the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle theme song for their skit. <laughs> Yep. That'd be my kid. <laughs> it was four boys. They all played the personality of each one of the turtles. And that's what they did. That oh. will forever stick out in my head. How does that age you? That was fourth grade when they were popular for me. They're popular now. I know, but when they first came out. <laughs> God. I'm sorry, Mamma. I'm sorry. All right. But that was fun. I did enjoy finding those two little nuggets. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. You think you can do trivia? Oh, I think I got to. You got a mouthful over there? No, I'm good. Okay. I just had to eat some crawfish. I want to eat a hush puppy. Eat one. They're good. We got to do trivia. Are you reading the question? No. Then eat your hush puppy. uh, Okay. Bye. Ma'am, get it together. Fine. I will shove food in my face. 
Congratulations to the trivia winners from last week. We got Shannon Williams and Bonnie Cole once again. Congratulations, ma'ams. I guess y'all are running neck and neck. Oh my God. I don't know. I haven't tallied it up yet. I'll do it tonight. <laughs> no, she won't. She's going to sleep when I leave. Shut up. <laughs> okay, so the question was <clears throat> mm-hmm. What was the hair color of as many as 11 women murdered across the Bible Belt in the 1980s? I'm really shocked on this one. And the answer is red. Inspiring the popular moniker, the Redhead Murders, for this series of killings. And I will tell you nothing else. You're screwed, Miss Redhead over there. Mine is fake. <laughs> I am a fake redhead. <laughs> I really thought that that one was going to be blondes because of all the bleach blondes in the 80s. Yeah, but no. That surprised me. I did not know that. Yep. Okay. But that's all y'all get, so. Yeah. Eh. Hmm. Maybe tucking it away for a rainy day. Hmm. Hmm. Never know. All right. Okay, so we need a new one. Oh, a mouthful oh. of hush puppy. We'll do this one. Okay. Since it's um, Mardi Gras. Perfect. Who did Italian immigrants in New Orleans have to fear in the early 20th century? Ooh. Good I'll one. It. I'll read it again. Mm-hmm. Who did Italian immigrants in New Orleans have to fear in the early 20th century? And your time starts now. Tick tock on the clock. But the party won't stop. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. All right. So go to socials, like, like and follow stuff and answer trivia questions and... Look at pictures from the cases and hump day treats and... Oh, yeah. On Mondays, we post little teasers on what our episode's going to be about that participate week. Participate in the teasers. Mm-hmm. Um, Forget about that. And go rate and review. Rate and review. Do that. And maybe in the next few days, you'll see a picture from our Mardi Gras. Ours is Sunday. I'm so ready. Mm-hmm. Hell, yeah. I got to find, like, my little hat. And everything. Oh, God. I, I don't might, know. I might have to go to Party City. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All Maybe. right. Well. Okay. Well, I'm going to finish eating all of this yummy stuff in front of me. Mm-hmm. And um, y'all show us your hump day treats, too. Yeah. We like to look at other people's Or food. Tuesday treats or Monday treats or any treats. We don't care. If you had something nice that week, share it with us. Yes. We might copy you. We do that sometimes, too. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Fine. So, I think we're going to go now. Okay, bye. Okay. Toodles. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode picks and announcements. Please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout out to Stephen Goetzky for editing, Craig Weaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagen for art. We'll talk at you next week.